You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You know, one thing that I didn't get into in the the, the most recent episode, because we were talking about injuries, we did talk to Derek Carr about the first half offense. And what I think it, you need to remember is like the first two games, we saw a team that couldn't get anything going in the first half. And then in the second half, they made adjustments. They looked better. They looked more cohesive. In this last game, you know, you saw two extended drives. For one for a touchdown, 182 yards for a field goal, you know, and, and on that drive, you can complain about the red zone efficiency. The first pass got batted down at the line. Not much you can do about that from the quarterback or the play calling perspective. The final pass hit Chris Olave in the chest and you know, it was a tight window. He probably could have gone to Mike Thomas in the window behind him, but Chris was open. It hit him in the chest. I think the ball bite him and tipped coming in. So like, you know, from the perspective of you want to see this team improve week to week to week, I thought they did. And you never really got to see them make those adjustments in the second half. I think if Derek Carr's in there, you win that game by three scores. The defense isn't on the field the entire second half. They get to harass Jordan Love a little bit more. But this is what Derek Carr said on Wednesday when I asked him about the offense as a whole getting into rhythm. Yeah, yeah. We definitely felt like we were, uh, you know, starting better, you know, more efficiently on first and second down. Um, but still with, with a penalty here, you know, we, there were still things that we were like, you know, we got, we're climbing you know, hopefully the peak at the right time, you know, uh, and hopefully we'll just keep working at it and chipping away at it to where it does look like a, you know, fine tune, finely tuned. Um, we knew it was going to take time. You know, obviously we all want it right now. And we've had spurts where we're like, wow, this, this is going to be awesome. But it's consistency. You know, we got to be consistent. Everybody, every single play. What is the detail of your assignment and did you do it or did you not do it? And so uh, I think with that focus uh, going forward and with the group of guys we have, hopefully it will get to where the consistency shows us, you know, the things that we're starting to feel and believe. And, and, and you know, I, I, I get that. And like I had people complain to me. It was like, well, the offense in the first half sucked too. I don't think it did. I think it was fine. You know, even, even the, you know, you had a three and out in that first possession. There was a sack. The third possession, the one you didn't score on, there was still a six play drive. You got a first down, you moved the ball and then you punt it. So, I mean, you're not if you if you're an NFL team and you're scoring on 50 percent of your possessions and they're extended drives, they're not short fields. You're going to win a lot of games. So I don't know. I, I think this offense is closer than it probably feels based on how that second half went. 
But unfortunately, now with Carr out, you got to wonder too now how this stunts the development kind of thing. Obviously, because we're—I know there's still no announcement yet; it's not definite. But I'm fairly certain that he won't be running the show Sunday in Tampa. And I, I, I don't know what, what's it going to take to get used to Jameis, and then having to get reacclimated back to working with Carr. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you've been working with Jameis all offseason. There's sure. not really a question of the offense like changing. It's more just the specific game plan you're going into this game with. What calls you're looking at in specific situations that might be different. I think he's going to use Mike Thomas a lot more. I think you're going to see, you know, if I was looking at fantasy and I was trying to decide whether to start like, you know, a, a Mike Thomas versus a Keenan Allen versus like these kind of, you know, short yardage weapons where you need volume and you need, uh, you know, in a PPR league, for example, is like, you know, Mike's going to have way more value than in a standard league. Uh, like I'd start Mike because the way they used him in the second half and the way Jameis was confidently throwing to him, I think you're going to see him have 10 catches in this game, especially if Carlton Davis isn't out there. Uh, and, and honestly, maybe if Carlton Davis is out there, because if he's dealing with a toe injury, I'm going after him. So, yeah, I, I don't know about that. And we'll we'll see. I'm hoping that Derek Carr can be back for week five right up in up in new england thankfully it's not cold so that'll help it you know that helps a little bit with the injuries as uh deuce would explain to bobby um that's an inside joke because they got into a bit of a bit of a dust up on that subject um but we, we don't need to we don't need to go into that what do, what do you think though steve i mean if you if you're starting Jameis winston and the offense you know kind of looks sluggish in the first half how you know, what, what are you trying to do? What, what, are, what are your goals to get that going? Yeah, to me, I think you, you go into this game, you look at both running games have been uh, pretty abysmal, the Buccaneers and the Saints, and I've been waiting for the black and gold rushing attack to get going. And what better time than now with Alvin back in the mix, uh, offensive line woes or not, I, I just think he's more, you know, he's, he's a step above he's uh, uh, anybody else. Obviously, that's on this roster. Uh, he's in the elite class in this league, and just think he can be that uh, difference maker for them as long as you get him some space. Uh, Alvin will make you miss, and I, I think we saw a revitalized AK even in this training camp. He seemed to have that that speedy burst that maybe you know whatever legal issues last season were keeping him oppressed and weighing him down. I, I, I don't know, but I'm I'm expecting Alvin to come back in this one. And, and really show and flex those black and gold muscles and, and, and have a big game right off the bat. And when I say big game, maybe a combined 120 yards rushing, re- receiving, and hopefully a TD. That's a big game. So yeah. do you think that the, the legal issues were literally weighing him down? Like he, it was like he was dragging, uh, dragging something behind him, like a sail? I, I do, honestly. I think that it was <laughs> just something. it was something that's ongoing. And as much as you want to say – you you compartmentalize and you move on. It's not a situation he was used to being in, and it was just uncomfortable because I'm sure he was embarrassed by it. I know he's his mom was embarrassed by the whole thing. So I'm hoping, and I don't think it'll be the case where we see Alvin in any kind of trouble like this in the future. And yeah, it, it he's just the guy that you know is he has that special talent that's that, that other guys don't. And I, and I feel like being free of any kind of worries what's going on in your personal life 
will definitely help translate that to to the field. I agree with you. Um, and so, like, I, I, I imagine if I asked you who your X Factor was, that would be the answer. So it, we can it's kind definitely of, like combination with him and like that. The O line's got to help. It can't be any worse. I agree. So well, <laughs> let's say that's your offensive X Factor. We can kind of seamlessly transition into the X Factor conversation. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so to me, you know, one of the interesting things to me, if you go back and watch that Bucks game from week two of last year, Jameis wanted to go deep. And, you know, a, a lot of people questioned that, but it's based on the looks you're getting. And if the Bucks try that again, one of the things you did not have in that game was Rashid Shahid. Um, and, you know, like a lot of the deep shots went to Olave. And while I like Olave downfield, I think Olave is really a, a really good guy to target downfield. When it comes to a go, when it comes to just acceleration and getting by somebody, I, I like Rashid better. You know, I like I like Chris Olave in, you know, at the top of the route and transitioning. But I think like in terms of top end speed, in terms of being that guy where you just put it out there and let him run under it. I always thought De- Jameis's connection with Deontay was actually pretty impressive. Right. And so if they try that again, the way they covered Jameis, which I think they will. I mean, it worked. They'll probably say like, okay, let's see if he can beat us. I think Rashid's going to be the X factor. I think if you if you allow him to run behind the defense and you let Jameis just crow hop and sling it, you know, obviously it's going to you're going to have to protect. <laughs> you know that it always comes down to that. Right. And I don't want to see them. Con- I don't want to see the Saints constantly running seven step drops trying to hit a go ball. But if you set it up and you get the looks you want and you're hitting Rashid on these deep balls. Uh, you know, that's going to, we saw how, how much a, at a premium points were in that game last year, one of those hits and that changes the entire dynamic of the game. And if there's one thing I believe in with Jameis, it's that he can sling it. He's got an arm. That ball comes out of his hand, like it shot out of a cannon. And so to me, that's the X factor is, can you hit some of those deep shots? Cause I, you know, the bucks have a good defense. The bucks are going to, they're going to make things kind of ugly. They're going to, it's going to be a rock fight to some extent. And so how can you, how can you find a way to take advantage of that where they're trying to bring all this ugliness in the middle of the field and they're going to single these guys up on the outside and you're going to be able to force that safety to commit to Chris Olave's side, because how do you not after seeing what he has done the first three weeks and then you're just getting it out there. That's my X factor. I want to see at least one. I want to see at least one 50 plus yard receiving touchdown or maybe not to be a touchdown, maybe just a 50 plus yard receiving play to Chris Olave in this game. And I think that I'm sorry, not Chris Olave. I mean, he can have one too, but to Rashid Shahid in this game, I think that's the X factor. If you can get one or two of those changes the game. Can we get one reception for Shahid? Because that was another knock on me for the offense last week. But that's the thing. It's like he, he should have had one. Right. And then the problem is Derek, you know, he, he missed him per se, but, it was because he had to escape the pocket. And, you know, by the time he spotted him running behind the defense, it was too late. He tried to get to him. It was just, yeah. I mean, he could only throw so far. Yeah. I think it was like a 50 yard throw in the air, but it was like, he still couldn't. I mean, that's the problem with the fast guys. You got to, you got to make that decision early because you have to be able to put it in front of them. You can't, it's like the speed doesn't matter if they're coming, they have to come back for the ball. Then you just it just allows the defense. It's just it's just whoever can jump highest. I didn't feel like we saw in camp. Even, I feel like we saw in camp even that Shahid's capable of more than just those go routes, though. Oh, he is for sure. He can run all the routes. But I mean, like go back and watch that game from week two if you have time and you want to watch the condensed game. Go watch how they were defending it every time. 
or Jameis went down the sideline to Chris Olave. It had to happen three or four times. He was open. He was singled up, and they just could not get the timing down. And like to me, that's like if they hit even one of those, you probably win. You know, you you put a lot more pressure on the Bucks offense because they can't just let let Tom Brady sit there and basically punt uh, because it's like getting the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Um, and suddenly they're behind and they have to be more aggressive and you can tee off on them a little bit. You know, that's how they won the that that's how they had won all the other games against Tom Brady is getting ahead and then forcing the Bucks to to run some actual offense. So, to, I mean, that's that's me. Like, yeah, like Rashid should be a bigger part of the offense than he was in, in Green Bay. But, I mean, what was the offense in Green Bay? Like, they, <laughs> there really was none to speak of in that second half. So, it's not like you look at it like, man, they were throwing it all over the yard and they couldn't incorporate Rashid at all. Like, no, they, they were just hanging on for dear life. Uh, so, and it, I think he'll, yeah. And, I mean, I think I'm sure we'll talk to Pete Carmichael later today. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be like, that's on me. You know, you know I, th- well, I, think I think this. <laughs> exactly. You got it. That's on me. I've got to be better at getting be the ball into our play playmakers hands. And I think you'll see that going the forward. There is only one football, though, and we're trying to spread it around as much as we can. That's the problem. There's only one football. <laughs> it's only one minute in a minute. So let's switch over to defense. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting because there's some injuries on defense. We talked about this in the podcast yesterday is. Uh, you know, Jordan Howden, I don't know if he's going to play. He's dealing with a finger injury. Obviously, Marcus May is out. Paulson Adebo is still dealing with that hamstring injury. So, you know, the Saints are going to have to make some replacements on their own. What I'll say for the Saints is I thought Isaac Yadam played very well. He was getting he was getting targeted. That's the problem. When you start it, when you when you're playing across from Marshawn Lattimore, I don't care how good your coverage is. They're going to throw it at you. <laughs> so oh, you got to oh. be ready. Right. Like you you can't just say, like, I got this guy blanketed, the ball's not coming. Well, you got to still be aware that that ball might come your way and they're going to be like, well, I'd rather if I have to throw up a 50-50 ball, I'd rather throw it up to the guy who's not wearing 23. So that's that's me. But, um, you know, in general, I, I think that there's a lot to there's a lot to like about what the defense has done. But who if you had to pick one player specifically who you think could swing this matchup or who would it be? I'm calling for his first career interception this game against good old Baker boy. I thought Alante Taylor was hella impressive. A lot of yeah, past breakups last game and penalties aside, obviously, but uh, just a guy that's got the confidence. I, I love just his approach to the game, uh, what he brings, even, you know, the, the mentality, the attitude. And I just I see him getting closer and closer and I'm going to speak it into existence on this one. He finally he got his first sack. Obviously, we need the man to get his first pick of the year and perfect time in the Superdome. Baker Mayfield, I am not at all a Baker fan, if you haven't guessed. And so I, I've been shocked on how, I, I hate to say it, impressive he has been to start the year. I'm glad Philly was able to get to him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he looked very much like the Baker Mayfield. Like, you know, I hadn't watched either yeah. of those Bucks games to start the year, um, but I, all I heard about was how great Baker looked. And then I watched that game against the Eagles, and I was like, "Oh, there's Baker. That's the guy. I remember him." Um, 
then that's not to take anything away from his first two weeks, but I can take away something from the Bears, which is they 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 might be the worst team in the NFL. Um, the worst franchise. I don't even know anymore. They're a complete yeah, their show. defensive coordinator is like uh, gone. Like they just had to get rid of him. I gotta go. Uh, very strange. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you. Like I love the way Alante Taylor plays the game. I love the way he approaches it. Like you said, and he's just confident. Like I, I love guys who play with confidence. One of the reasons I love Alvin because even when he has a bad game. You know, it's like he he's not he, it's not like he's in his own head about it. He's like he still feels like he's the best player on the football field. And whether it's true or not, he's going to believe that. And I love that. Like you have to you if if you don't think right, that you're I'll the get best next player play. on the field. Yeah, right. <laughs> like like you, you have to be you can be the most irrational person in the world. Of course, you're not the best player on the field, but I need you to believe that at all times. Like Michael Jordan was a great basketball player. One of the things that made him great was that he knew he was the best player on the court at any time, regardless of who was on the floor and regardless of whether it was true. Kobe was like that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a thing. Dame Lillard is like that. And you know, there's that killer instinct that comes with that, that I think Alante has. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the eventual Marshawn Lattimore, Alante Taylor, like tandem, or heck, even Paulson Adebo. Like I, I like Paulson Adebo a lot too. But you know, so if I'm if I'm picking an X factor, you know, uh, it's it's tough. I I think one of the reasons that you fell apart in this game down the stretch is you were unable to get Jordan Love on the ground, not necessarily pressure him. I, I had some people tell me that they didn't get any pressure, and I don't think that's true. They got pressure. Like he was running for his life a lot of that game. The problem is. There were no sacks. There were no situations where, man, they just got a eight yard loss on first down. It was, man, okay, he threw it away, or you know, it was he just chucked it out of bounds. There was that one weird play where he kind of stumbled three times, and Romeo Dobbs was wide open, and he just could oh, not get him the ball. Man. Um, yeah, and he just kind of chucked it up, and yeah, he yeah. like you said, he was wide open there. I was like, please don't complete that. Yeah, it worked. It was a great play call. And the Saints got bailed out. And I think, like, you, you know, we talked really uh, glowingly about this pass rush through two weeks uh, about Carl Granderson. I don't think it was his best game. I don't think it was the pass rush's best game. And, you know, they, they, they've they've traditionally struggled with guys who can run around. We've seen that. We saw that with Jalen Hurts. We saw it with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, we saw it with Josh Allen, right? Like, they when when the quarterback is able to scramble, not necessarily run, but scramble and extend plays, the defense, I'm not going to say they quit, but it seems like there is an athleticism mismatch <laughs> with the Saints pass rushers. And I think that's part of the reason you brought in Isaiah Foskey because he's a bit more athletic in terms of being able to chase guys down. I think he was only on this field for 11 snaps in that game. He had four tackles. And so, like, nice to me, to that's that the start going up for him, for sure. After we got bashed all training camp. Yeah, yeah, he handled it well. But no, so to me, like, Carl, a guy like Carl Granderson... I don't need you. I need you to get not only get there, but I need you to get him down. Like that was the thing. Marcus Davenport, we all trashed Marcus Davenport. That was why. It wasn't because he wasn't creating pressure. It was because he Finished. wasn't finishing the job. He was not getting the quarterback to the ground. That's what they were able to do to Bryce Young. That's what they were able to do to Ryan Tannehill in key moments. Got to be able to do that to Baker Mayfield too. And, you know, it can't be like anytime you face a quarterback with some athleticism, suddenly your pass rush is ineffective. Like you, you can't ask guys to cover man to man for an entire game for 10 seconds and expect nothing bad to happen. Right. And I think that's what, you know, down the stretch of games, if you are not 
playing complementary football from a rushing cover perspective, it's going to burn you. That's just part. It's a product of the way the Saints play defense. So, you know, I, I think that's that's what I'm looking at. Is can Carl, Carl Granderson harass Baker Mayfield? Can Cam Jordan get in the backfield and make some plays on the on the quarterback and on the ball? Then I think the Saints the Saints win this game. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Let, let's like Alante get a pick. Carl gets a strip sack. Boom. We got two takeaways right there. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing is like people talk about interceptions as if they're in a vacuum. And it's like, why do you think interceptions happen? A lot. It's not. It's in most cases, it's because the quarterback the is clock, hurried, right? is is dealing with something else and makes a bad decision or the throw isn't where he wanted it to be. If the quarterback, it, it's rare that you see a quarterback sit there with nothing affecting him and just throw a duck to a, to, to a defensive back. You know, it happens, but it's rare. Um, and in most cases, it's like, okay, you're forcing him to speed up from where he wants to be. He doesn't spot the safety crashing down. He doesn't spot the cornerback kind of undercutting a route. And that's where you get those interceptions. So to me, those are, those are equal parts of the same, you know, there's two sides of the same coin and they just did not do that. Well, like I thought the secondary played really well against the Packers, all, all things considered and considering Jordan Love seemed to have forever to throw in the second half of that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a case for with that that front, just like you mentioned, pressure there, but pressure's not good enough if the quarterback's able to elude it and still make a play with his, you know, still getting away, you know, making the throw or picking up yards running-wise. And unfortunately, yeah, B- B- uh, Baker Mayfield can still be pesky. I think he's their second leading rusher right now, but that, that Bucks rushing attack is definitely nothing to ho- write home about either. I also think, like, not, not enough people are talking about Jordan Love. Agreed, um, right. Like I, you know, if you went, if you talked to people last year about Jordan Love, they'd be like, he isn't, the Packers have already given up on him. Like they're, they're talking about trading him. Like, well, what can you trade him for? Um, you know, they clearly don't believe in him. They signed Aaron Rodgers to an extension and like everyone's talking about Tua. Everyone's talking about, you know, the, the rookies, the CJ Strouds, Bryce Young, like Jordan Love is a good quarterback. He's going to be a very good quarterback. Like the Packers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> They they annoy me because they have such a good fan base. Like I, I I can't remember if we were talking about this on the pod or not, but during the third quarter of that game, they were down seventeen to nothing, and they couldn't get anything going. And at one point, they drove all the way down the field and and went for it on fourth down and and didn't get it. And at that point, it was like, man, they didn't even put three on the board to make this a two score game. I I mean, in Carolina. The fans were booing their rookie quarterback at his home debut by the end of the first half when they only had three points on the board. By the end of the third quarter, I did not hear... I mean, you, maybe there were boos. There can be boos. But I'm standing on the field and I don't hear them. Like, I'm here and cheering. Like, I give them that family a ton of credit. Like, I mean, they, they watched that game go to shit for 50 minutes and then they were right there. Like, no one had gave up. Like, every... It, it was... Like, I, I, I will pile on some fans if they start booing and then all of a sudden and the and the in the fourth quarter they make this crazy comeback like i knew it all along you know like you're full of shit <laughs> um but i feel like that, that those fans that they were great I, I was very impressed and and that's why it annoys me because what well, you don't get to have good fans and good quarterback all the time that's not fair <laughs> I think Saints I, fans are great they've had to deal with terrible quarterback play um uh, outside of Drew Brees we haven't talked about the biggest matchup this week, which is in our pseudo WWL league where we're facing off 
and I don't know if I should put love in at quarterback. Are we? Oh man, yeah, I had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I I won this week actually, which is interesting because I didn't start a single Dolphins player. Um, right? But oh man, my my team name is Rebuild Year for a reason. Yeah, we're like the Saints and Bucks are both two and one. We're both one and two in this league. I'm, I think I'm one and two, and like I have three fantasy leagues. I think I'm one and two in all of them. Let's look. I'll pull it up right here. We'll we'll, we'll see it. Everybody loves when we roster bait. Roster. Don't never say that word again. Is that from the <laughs> league? From the league. No, I'm facing oh, Jimmy and Gretna. Got Justin Jefferson. Oh, great. Swell. Am I playing you? I, I to me, it's showing me Jimmy and Gretna. Yeah, that's me, Jimmy and Gretna. Oh, your name is Jimmy and Gretna. I assume that was actually Jimmy and Gretna. No, no, he always calls sports talk, so I, I, I did it in ode honor of him. I thought that maybe he was in the league. That's funny. <laughs> so you're projected for 137. I'm projected for 128. Kenny Walker had a big week for me last week. I kind of, I, I wanted to make my team name something along the lines of Brown and Brown or something, but I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything because I have Amon St. Brown and AJ Brown. I can start Baker. Oof. Yeah, I, I did not put Jordan Love in last week. I've been riding with Gino, Gino as QB2 because well, we got a two QB league here. I mean, I, don't, I guess Jordan Love did end up having a decent day because he had two touchdown passes and the two point conversion. Yeah, I'm looking. Let me oh, see. He, ran, he ran for a touchdown, actually. So he gets extra points on that. So, I mean, just the touchdown. So it's six points for. The rushing yeah, touchdown last week, he would have got 24 points, whereas Geno yeah. Smith put up 15. Well, no, but like going into the fourth quarter, he probably had like six. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Like all of those points came in the final 10 minutes. Uh, so anyway, I lost one matchup this week, uh, by, by a half a point. Did you have those points hidden on the bench somewhere? Because I hate when that I happens. Did. I did, and I blame the Saints fans because. I put up a I put up a poll on Twitter that said who should I start, and it was Rashid Shahid, Brandon Cooks, Kendrick Bourne, and Tank Dell. Now I would have started Tank Dell because I you know my yeah you know man crush on Tank Dell. Like the last two wide receivers that I was all over in the draft, and I have mock drafts to prove it that the Saints did not take, and I wanted them to. I'm on Sam Brown. <laughs> And Tank Dell. The other one was Chris Olave, who they did take. So I think the Saints should start coming to me <laughs> and saying, which wide receiver do you think we should draft? Because <laughs> if they had Amon St. Brown, Tank Dell, and Chris Olave, I feel like we would be having a completely different conversation about the Saints offense right now. But um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. So obviously <laughs> the Saints fans were like, play, play Rashid, play Rashid. You know? And I and I was like, you know what? I, I asked the question. I have to go with the result. Sure. The problem, and then I had people responding to me after the punt return, being like, "Oh, are you, did you start him? Are you glad you started him?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's exciting." Except that's the only points he got. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I mean, at least you got that. It was minimal, but it wasn't at least a goose egg. Totally thankful. Yeah, but did you see what Tank Dell did? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he was on my bench. So last time I give you guys any chance, I, last time I take advice from you homers, don't call me a homer anymore. That's it. And pl oh plus, you know what? Honestly, having a Saints player two on your roster makes game days even that more more fun. Obviously, you know. Yeah, I know I do. I, I mean, I I always draft at least one or two Saints players because sure. it's just more fun. And that's and honestly, those are the players I end up with a better read on anyway. Uh, so the way this sense. offense is going, I'm, I'm thinking, man, I should be, I should have Blake Groupie because it looks like a lot of field goal attempts this year. 
They only got one uh, in week three. Yeah. And he missed one. Right. Anyway. All right. That's it. This The last <laughs> 10 minutes of this podcast was complete trash. <laughs> we talked about nothing. Uh, and that's okay. That's it'll okay. be the what? It'll be the most popular segment now. I don't think it will be, <laughs> but that's that's all right. They can't all be they can't all be winners. But we got it done, man. We got it done. We got through this. Been recording for ninety minutes somehow. Uh, even though this podcast is not ninety minutes, I'm going to cut that out because there's like twenty five minutes of us just talking in between segments. So yeah, and you don't get any of that, listener at home. <laughs> wah wah womp womp. All right, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. A lot of you, I think a lot of you do, and you say mean things. And no, that's, that's not that's not true. Only some of you. And then you know who you are. Uh, and you can follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Geller WWL. Check out the latest Saints content at WWL.com. You can listen to Saints games at WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and on the free Odyssey app. Steve, what's up? You got anything to plug in here? No, just the, uh, you know, we'll be in front of the dome for first take on game day, 8 a.m., I don't know if anybody will be fans will be out there that early, but if you are stop by, please, we'll be right in front of the dome. I think it's right uh, by gate a, I'll have to double check that, but right in front of the dome facing Poydra street and yeah, 8am start. And then after that is the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff where everybody wants to see, you know, who the Cajun can and Bobby a bear, you know, who Lord of Voldemort. <laughs> yes, that's good stuff. I, I I mean, we're it's funny because it's like we I don't even know if we're gonna be out of Saints game sitting out there at eight a.m. Everyone's like like what are you doing? I'm going you weirdos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be honestly I I prefer doing it from there than the than the studio because it's closer. I can just walk into the stadium. That's how <laughs> I look at it too, right? It's like ah, I got to yeah. be there already anyway. Yeah. I'm actually I'm gonna get there earlier doing that there because yeah, ten o'clock I'm already there anyway. Great stuff as always, Steve. You're the real champion of this podcast. I am just here for comedic relief all right thanks everyone for listening give us a rating give us a review on apple Podcasts if you haven't subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast we're free we're there we're doing it the only thing i ask is that hey don't give us a dime just as you know suggest us do you have a friend who likes to listen to podcasts doesn't mind people with nasally voices that's me you know send it along anyway who dat go saints let's go three and one please be easy y'all peace